0: The views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature.
2: A mechanic tries to fix your car, no matter
3: if you're near or far. Here, change your oil or
4: fix your flat, and he'll do it just like that.
0: Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay,
4: Mr. Gilman, let it rip. There we go, Steve. Very good. Uh, it was a very good hee
2: Thank you very much. My it's... name is Alan Gilman, and that is the
4: voice of Steve, our uh, the wonder horse beside us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, Steve. Yes, we are uh, doing uh, Dave's Corner Garage on a lovely day here in Liberty Village. Exactly. Uh, Dave is Dave... on assignment. Well, we were going to say Dave's on assignment, but he's actually somewhere looking at some snow on the uh, East Coast in <laughs> Halifax. <laughs> really? And I don't know if he's used his air miles points, but... I think we'll leave that there. Well, you know what? Here we go. I've got. I've been in the car business my whole life. Steve, you've been in radio almost your whole life. Yes, twelve years. So you think between the two of us, <laughs> we can put on a car show? I think we're, we're gonna have. We've got a chance to do it for an entire hour. There. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a great show. We uh, as always, Al will be here to take uh, Al or Ellen. Uh, Alan. Or, or Al. Or something else. You can call me Al. You can call me. So we'll take your calls uh, throughout the hour, and uh, Al's going to tell you a bit of who is on first and what's on second. Exactly. At the bottom of the hour, we have Dan calling in from WeatherTech. Now, you may not be familiar with
2: the name, but it's a great company. Dan's going to tell you all about his products. Do you know, we always – one of our main sc- sponsors, of course, is Crown, and Crown is concerned about the outside of the car, to make that car look good, not to rust and whatever. But in the wintertime – you know, every time you get in and out of that car, you and your pet, your wife, anybody—I noticed you, the order there. You dra- pet,
4: and then the wife. <laughs> you your drag wife
2: in—you know—mud and slush and salt. Yeah, and and you want to keep the inside of that car looking good. Well, Dan at Master Tech, Master. Weathercraft. WeatherTech. There we go, WeatherTech. Drinking he, Dave's coffee. <laughs> yeah, really. He has the products, and uh, he, we're going to be giving away something, actually. Yeah, so
4: listen, if you want to get a chance to, to get in on the conversation, uh, Dan will be calling through around uh, the bottom of the hour. But if you want to go to weathertech.ca, mm-hmm. you can see all the stuff, the products that they have on there. And then we'll let Dan say what the grand prize is going to be giving away today. So have a listen. Take a look at uh, weathertech.ca. We will take your calls now, and we have some emails coming in. Well, you forgot something. That you have to answer. I'm going to answer them, but don't forget, too, this is the last
2: week for the win of Preston Neon Sign. That's, That's great right. sign that you can put in your man cave or wherever you
4: want. I'm not going there with the cave jokes again. <laughs> Anyways, this show is not being brought to you by Air Miles for obvious legal reasons, and um, we wish you a great day. We welcome your calls, and we'll be back more. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Stick around. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, if you're not near a radio, you can of course go to our website, davescornergarage.com. Look for that link with a happy face on it, exactly. and you can listen to it as a lot of people do from all over the world, including North America. And while you're uh, there, online. and while you're there, you can sign up for the uh, Win a Presto sign. You can't win that. You you re- you're really pushing I know.
2: That you know, as a matter of fact, I I won a prize, and Dave said. Uh, you were the name, Mike called. <laughs> so, so Dave is now Italian. No, so uh, so next thing you know, he says, "But you can't have it." I <laughs> said, "But I, but it didn't say that." You know, uh, people who work for the station or are members of the association yeah. cannot apply. I did, and I won. They don't talk like that. All Anyways,
4: right. we got an email. We do. Yes, we do. Where'd it come from? You want me to read this? Okay, we're, we're encouraging you. If you can't, you know, not everybody wants to call in. No, people get a little bit nervous. Well, that you scare them. <laughs> if they saw how much hair you have in your head, they, that's why. So we, we've we had several emails coming in for the last couple of weeks. We thought, it's almost like Jimmy Fallon, but I don't have thank you notes. So here's an email from Sherry, who lives in Thornhill. Okay, so you ready for this one? I'm ready. All right. she, she stumps you. She wins 4,000 air miles points. (laughs) Where she can claim them, I don't know. For many years, we've been hearing about all-season tires, and because they perform reasonably good in most weather conditions, they would work all year round, and we'd have no reason to change. But in the last few years, I've been hearing more and more ads for winter tires and how they work better. And in fact, in Quebec, where I originally came from, our condolences, Sherry, it is now the law that by mid-December, your car or truck must have them on. It's the law. Because of this... Sherry says. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that it might be a good idea to purchase a set of winter tires, but I have nowhere to store them. I got that problem. That was good news, bad news. Yeah. As we've moved into a condo and really don't have the strength to drag these. She left the word out there. We'll fill (laughs) that in. Drag them along around twice a year. If you have a good answer for me, I'd love to hear it, especially from Al, since feeling safer behind the wheel would give me more confidence in driving through the winter months. I tune into your show regularly. Oh, now she's really good. <laughs> and we'll be listening in today for your answer. Answer, Alan Gilman. Go for it. All right. It. Well,
2: Sherry, it's a good thing to do winter tires. There's no question.
4: You know, when people ask me,
2: do I need them? Well, it, it comes down to how much driving you do, how safe do you want to you know, feel behind the wheel, and how much money you've got to spend. And ultimately, do you have a place to store them? So,
4: do you want if, me to be Sherry looking at you?
2: <laughs> you, can, you can bat your eyelashes if you like. If or you get, that gets
4: you off, no problem.
2: All right, well, here's the deal. Um, again, you can buy winter tires. It's a good idea. They come in, a, you know, different ranges and tires. and yep. prices, we have the Salins, which are great value, I feel. We sell tons of ice blazers up at my shop. Um, in terms of storage, there are companies out there that will pick up and deliver. There's one was called Tire Hotel. There's yep. other ones out there. You can mm-hmm. just Google t- uh, tire storage and find the local guy near you. It's roughly $100 each trip and the storage. Uh, so it's not too crazy, and um, that way you can store them. And they're stored properly. Uh, They will actually clean them and look at them and inspect them, I'm told. And they tag them, of course, so you get them. And then all you do is, you know, a few days before you want to bring your car into the shop to get them done, call up the company, and they will have them delivered and next thing you know. They- so I'm giving you a sherry smile now because
4: I feel more more confident.
2: Well, so it's great. Like I say, it's a great idea to do. The tires are not terribly expensive
4: and they give you a whole lot better traction. And you're not using them for as long as you would use your normal tires throughout the year.
2: No, exactly. And that's when you're trying to, you know, I'm not an accountant but I'm telling you, um, you're only using your other tires half the year as well. So your summer, your, your all-season tires
4: are going to last twice as long. You know, for a lot of people who are, uh, like we did, you downsize and you're going from the you know, leaving, leaving the house and going to a condo, right? As big as some of these uh, lockers aren't, mm-hmm. you can't with all the hockey gear, golf clubs, which are essential to life. Uh, you 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 can't really get the tires in, are you?
2: No, go... no, I know that. And people would tell me, I used to just leave them in the parking stall against the wall. But all of a sudden, the super says it's a fire oh. hazard. There, be... There's there's all kinds of reasons why you can't do that anymore. Of course, one of them is
4: it's a fire hazard. You know, the tire's no, they don't, like,
2: self-combust. You know, they're not they're not Hot
4: Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Sherry would say, uh, thank you, Al, and that's terrific. So listen, by all means, go to davescornergarage.com, send us in your email, and uh, it's not like Santa Claus, but uh, one of these little elves will uh, read your question back uh, on the air. There you go. That'll be good. So we've got uh, the lines wide open for you. We have weather tech coming up at uh, the bottom of the hour, and... Uh, This gentleman, Dan Mascardini, will be telling you uh, what they're going to provide you as an early Christmas gift.
2: Exactly. And we've got Bill on the line and a couple more lines open. You're welcome to give us a call. We're going to talk to Bill right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage.
4: Welcome back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, speaking of Omvik, if you go to their website, they've got a ton of information. Some of that just broke. That's new for Omvik is you go to OMVIC.ca, dot ca, and you can sign up for their newsletter, which gives you each week some uh, interesting tips, especially if you're going to be out in the next uh, week or so looking at a, buying a car. Um, well, and yeah, you want to be know safe. What?
2: Money is so tight. People think that. Yes, yeah, yeah, so I know. If- you
4: st- speaking of the. Uh, <laughs> Great cup game.
2: <laughs> no, but, you know, people are always looking to save money, and they think that, you know, I'll buy it private, and I can save myself a ton of money, but you can end up in doo-doo so deep
4: that it's unbelievable, and it costs you way more money in the yeah, end. Doo-doo's ugly. <laughs> so, listen, we've got the lines wide open for you. We'll take some calls, and we have weather tech coming up at the bottom of the hour. And, then uh, go it, to the first call, sir. Okay, Mr. Bill is on the line. He's on line
2: one. He's got a, a new car and got a question for us. Bill, what can we do for you today?
3: Uh, I've been doing this for quite some time. Now that I bought a new car, what I do is turn the key on and wait for four or five seconds, and then I start it up. Is that necessary, uh, or is that just something that you, you don't really have to do?
2: No, you don't really have to do that.
3: You don't. Uh, I just, I've i been doing it all the time, because right, I figure if I turn the key on, all that, whatever has to happen, happens, and then I start it up. I thought that would give the the car and all these sensors and everything else to, to take place.
2: Well, it pretty much happens in lightning speed. I mean, it, it's certainly not going to hurt anything. And if you want to take your time while doing it, making sure your seatbelt's tight and everything else and your mirrors are all well adjusted, you could certainly do that, but I, it's, it's really not necessary. Bill, what kind of car did
4: you, uh, did you get? Uh,
3: Equinox uh, 2016. Um, oh, that's yeah. a good car. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm quite pleased with it. But uh, it just, when, when I turn the key on, then I put my seatbelt on, and then I start it up.
2: But- well, no problem with that at all.
4: You're all fine. You're fine. Don't forget to adjust your mirrors. There yeah, you go. <laughs> I think I think Bill's very happy he's come back to his Equinox. He's put the key in the car, and, and away he goes. But it's easy, to, easy stuff to do.
2: No, it's a great car. It's a great car. And, um, uh, again, you take your time. You want to make sure your mirrors are adjusted. It's funny how a lot of t- people don't adjust mirrors properly. Did you know that? Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah how, do you, I did, how do
4: you know? Did you make this stuff up no, or what? No,
2: actually, I had a customer <laughs> who, who dropped me a line and, and he sent me an email, and, and it was all about this website, which showed the proper way to adjust mirrors. And
4: uh, You can't use your fist while you're driving and it's snowing? <laughs> the only time, really, sir, the only time I have to adjust the mirrors mm-hmm. is if uh, my partner in crime has had the car before me. Right, and you know, you get in there and you become a soprano because the seat's right up at the front. Exactly, it's like, oh, I forgot to move I the car back. I have to move back. the seat back. I, she doesn't talk like tight. that. You yes. could, <laughs> but uh, and that's the only time I have to adjust the mirrors. Really, mm-hmm. you know, it's not really that that bad, but it's a, uh, it is a big issue. And now with the new cars, every you hit a button, it's done. Well, exactly. As a matter of fact, um,
2: on my wife's car <laughs> that she lets me drive periodically, uh, there is settings so you can program the seat. It, believe it or not, it'll program the seat the radio, the mirrors, um, so many different
4: things. So uh,
2: it's a really neat thing. It's great.
4: And it... the BMW that we race at Cayuga, I've uh-huh. got it for the wintertime, and it has a seat warmer in it. Mm-hmm. It's Greg sitting in all day going, I'm not that cold. <laughs> Tush is nice and warm. I like this. All I right. like this. Who we got up on the phones? All right. We've got John
2: in Toronto who's got a question about fuel injector cleaner, I guess. John, what can we do for you today? Hi
5: there. Hi. I was Hi. wondering, uh, I add fuel injector cleaner to my vehicle on, uh, once a month, you know, the bottles you buy.
2: You pour it right in the tank you're talking about.
5: Yes. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering, is there any advantage or disadvantage, or am I wasting my time?
2: I don't see why there's any huge disadvantage. I mean, obviously, there's a cost involved. But, I mean, you know, cars have problems where, you know, when the gasoline evaporates in the fuel lines um, in the tank, otherwise it it will leave a varnish periodically. There is some sediment that's there. Um, because the injectors are hot, and uh, if that if it evaporates or they leak down at all, um, it, it's going to leave that residue. There's certainly no reason why you shouldn't use the cleaner, um, except for cost, perhaps. Uh, you know, a lot of get fuel companies actually say that they have cleaners in their gasoline. So how often do you have to put it in, um,
4: the cleaner, that is? The cleaner, I, honestly, once a month would be more than enough. R- that often? Well, it's... Because, if, you know, Esso has a new brand out right now. They've got seven chemists. Well,
2: exactly. Talking. I mean, they got chemicals in the fuel. Um, and, and, in fact, if you go back and talk to the manufacturer, they probably tell you you never need to put uh, any kind of cleaner in there.
4: So does that help you out? Yes, thank you. Great show, by the hey, way. Hey, listen, thanks, thanks thank for listening. And by all means, go to dayscornergarage.com. I think you could use a brand-new uh, neon sign from Prestone. You can hang it up anywhere. The wife <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that one out. You have a great weekend. Thanks for calling in. Bye-bye. All right. right. Uh, like, how come you got that sign turned on? It- <laughs> like, you're going to have so many people going in with this stuff.
2: All um, right. We're going to go to Delmar, who's in Acton, and he's got a question about his headlights, I guess. Delmar, what can we do for you?
5: Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, watch, or listening to your show all the time. Great show. Thank you. And uh, anyways, yes, uh, with what happens is I changed my combination switch because uh my lights were going dim all the time so that fixed that problem but it didn't fix the you know the high beam the blue light yes it comes on for about 20 minutes like when i'm driving in the morning and work, and then it'll the blue light will shut off i still got high beams and low beams but the next morning it'll work all over again so it's not burnt out what do you think the problem is
2: i'm a little questioning this myself now the blue light is to tell you that's the warning light to tell you that your high beams are on correct Yes, sir. So are you telling me you drive with your high beams for an extended period of time and then it just stops working? That's right. Hmm. What kind the of car is it? Light,
5: the blue light stops working. Everything else works.
2: Right. So so just the indicator on the dash, in other words. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, it's not that huge a concern, I guess, but uh, you want to know if they're on or not. Um, and now if you flicker, go between your high and your low beams, and when you hit it back to high, it, then you don't see it. So I guess the question is you, you're not sure whether your high or low beams are on?
5: Well, I can do by my fog lights. That's how I've been doing it, right? So I don't hide hi people, right? Right. So, but I just wondering, what would be a quick fix on that? Do I have to take my dash apart and change the bulb? But but the bulb doesn't seem to be burnt out.
2: No, I wouldn't think it's the bulb. I'm thinking it 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 might be the actual printed circuit board on the back, which could get kind of crazy. Uh, what kind of car is it?
5: 2001 Dodge Ram Diesel 4x4 2500.
2: Hmm.
4: Could it, be time to go back to the manual.
2: Well, you know what? You'd, you'd probably have to check in the manual, as Steve said. I'm wondering if it's a diesel, you know, how those cars, uh, those trucks tend to rattle a bit. It could be that, you know, just the vibration between the connector on the back of the the uh, the back of the, um, circuit board and the dashboard itself may be vibrating a bit loose. But, uh, again, long as you can tell if your high beams are on or off, I don't know that you need to take it all apart.
4: All right. Listen, thanks for your call, and uh, good luck, and uh, happy holidays. This is it. Time of the year we can say that. Well, the the fleet, the screen is flashing here. What we
2: still got time? Well, I know. No, no, I'm not going to take his call yet, but but he disagrees with something we said.
4: Oh well, that wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) All right, listen, we uh, we invite you calls in. Uh, We're going to and also ask you if you got a computer near yourself uh, to go to weathertech.ca. It's weathertech.ca, and after this break, we're going to talk to Dan Mascardini of WeatherTech, and he will tell you a bit more about their stuff and. Also, a little treat for Santa Woo-hoo! and Harry Hanukkah, the <laughs> two of them. This, this is Dave's
2: Garage. We'll be right back. Are you ready? I'm ready. Get ready, Freddy. You know, people tune into this car, they're they're car people for the most part. Yes. You know, anybody can listen. You know, and a lot of us like to take good care of our cars and trucks. We take pride in them. Hey, we spend a lot of money to buy them, buying or leasing them. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that we keep it looking good for a long time. One of our main sponsors, of course, is Crown Rust. and, And they're mostly focused on the outside of the car, you know, to make sure it doesn't rust and it lasts and
4: works a long time. Then there's me, who has muck. And snow and junk in the car. Funny you should mention that.
2: You know, we've got on the phone. And with my us, pants
4: get dirty <laughs> and I just can't do a thing with them.
2: <laughs> we've got Dan Mascardini from WeatherTech Canada. WeatherTech Canada is a company that, well, no point in me telling him. Dan, how are you today?
6: Good, good. And how are you today?
2: Excellent. Thank you. Your company manufactures and distributes what?
6: we manufacture and distribute a floor protection product, uh, our floor liner and our all-weather mats are designed to, like you said earlier, protect the interior of your car.
2: Well, but, but you know, you can get mats at any old gas station. Like how are yours better or, or work, you know? Tell us about them.
6: Oh, true. There, there are hundreds of different types of mats out there. Um, we try to provide the, the best mat on the market. We protect the carpet. We digitally scanned your vehicle. Uh, or a vehicle like yours, and we produce a a product that protects the complete floor area, including up at the sides, which most mats just protect the bottom.
2: Dan doesn't know that I have a beater, and I need a piece of metal put underneath my floor (laughs) mat so that my feet don't go through to the road. But but hang on, you mean you actually make a a specific mat for every car on the road?
6: We cover about 900 vehicles, um, different makes and models, of course, of each uh, vehicle, different options. We have about 35,000 SKUs on our line right now.
2: Wow, so it's
4: not like a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. So not Dan, even close to that. So, <laughs> Dan, when you're, you're talking about all these SKUs that you have, it is it a lot of fun doing inventory at the end of the year?
6: We have about 85,000 square feet of floor liners in Burlington, Ontario. Wow.
4: Wow. I hope they have a lot of floor space. So when you're talking about, just sort of walk us through. If I walk in with, uh, like, a BMW 325, say something like that. Mm-hmm. How long does it take from start to finish to skew it down, scan it, and have personalized uh, floor mats produced?
6: When a new vehicle is released, uh, because of our extensive R&D, we take about three to four months to come up with a brand new product. You
2: see, I don't think people realize, Steve, I mean, unless you've actually had the problem that if you use a generic floor mat, Okay, or of cardboard. Car- <laughs> uh, what happens is, if there's nothing to hold it down, and for years there was never any kind of retainers, it would slide up every time you'd get into the car. The you know the rubber mat or the, uh, the those what were they called the um, can't, the coconut ones? You know, oh, yeah. they they would slide up underneath the, the pedals, and next thing you know. You know, your brake pedal's not going to the floor, your gas pedal's not going to the floor. They can actually interfere and and get pedals stuck. But you guys actually custom-make mats for each and every model, right?
6: We do, and we always retain the factory retention, or if for some reason in designing we can't retain the factory retention, we will provide a retention. The safety always comes first in our design.
4: Oh, exactly, because, uh, you know, the pedals have to work properly. I mean, exactly. <laughs> you know, Dan, as a consumer, the one thing that always drives me crazy is that when you you, know, you take a car, get it washed, get everything cleaned out, and all the junk from the inside, get it out, it's putting the floor mats back in because you can never line up, at least I can't. The, uh, don't laugh, Dan. It's not nice. Uh, it's tough to line up the gas pedal area with the brake. So when you're saying they're customized, it's like slip in and out easy, correct? You
6: slip them in, you attach them to the retention, and worry about it no more.
2: Wow, and how long do they generally last? Or is there any kind of warranty on them?
6: They have a lifetime warranty.
2: Oh, wow, you mean so that little spot where my foot Hits the uh when I get in and every yep. you know every time if that wears through, it will actually replace the mat
6: where your heel sits because it's always on the your foot's always on the gas pedal area and it just kind of rolls over to the brake.
4: Wow! It's covered. So typically, how long? Like how often would these things have to be changed up when you buy one? You shouldn't. So that's almost a lifetime guarantee. It is really. It's that, lifetime. Very the, cool.
2: The sets are usually just two, or do you get front end backs when you buy it?
6: You can purchase them separately. Uh, The majority of our customers who end up buying just the fronts Mm -hmm. get the backs.
4: Because they like them down the road, yeah. Yeah. And for those who are listening right now, uh, you know, around the world right now and online, if you go to their website, which is a killer website. I like the flag, too, by the way, Dan. Thank you. Uh, WeatherTech.ca, you can see everything on there. They got car care products, and they have mud flaps. And uh, are those your golden retrievers on the front page?
6: They belong to the owner of WeatherTech uh, USA. They are employees and family.
4: And it's a great thing, too, really, For besides humans that drive cars, for dogs because they won't slip and slide all over the place. Definitely, yeah.
2: Yeah, and they've got a whole mess of products there. Um, I saw the nice one that covers the entire back seat to protect it when your dog gets in. Yep. Um, What other products do you guys sell?
6: We have uh, side window deflectors, hood deflectors. Uh, we protect a cargo area with a cargo liner, wow. mud flaps, all custom-fit products.
4: Very cool. That's now, you, you know, we talked about this earlier on in, in preparing the show because not much of it's too ad-lib. <laughs> but uh, you want to be a little bit of Santa Claus this morning. So uh, tell our listeners all over the world what they can do and what you have in your WeatherTech Santa bag.
6: Well, we have a free set of front-floor liners. They're valued at one hundred fifty nine ninety five, going to the winner from your show.
4: Wow, that's great. All right, and these will be customized?
6: Yeah, custom fit. Uh, whoever the winner is, they can contact me directly, and I'll ask all the appropriate questions for their vehicle application, and we'll get them sent out to them. All right, so
4: from here on in to the end of the show, every caller that calls in will uh, not win those because <laughs> WeatherTech will go under. And that'd be terrible. would be that we're going to announce the winner by the time the show is over and you get customized floor mats from WeatherTech. So great.
2: And if you didn't win, you can always go to the website. They have a store finder there, and you can
6: find the closest store that has them. Excellent.
4: Dan, listen, thanks for calling in, and uh, all the best over the holiday season. We'll let you know who the winner is when the show's all wrapped up.
6: My pleasure, and thank you for having me. Okay, buddy. Take care.
4: So it's great. I mean, you get customized floor mats. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, you know, I went on the website. They look beautiful. Yeah, but you like the dogs.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, I
2: hated
4: when the rubber ones used to roll underneath the brake pedal and gas pedal yeah. and and, and it wouldn't work. All right, so listen, the callers from here on in, you get a chance to win customized floor mats from WeatherTech. And go to the website, weathertech.ca, and take a look at everything they have. Give us a call right now. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. And you can listen to the show online at davescornergarage.com and register to win the neon sign from Presto. Exactly. It's a beautiful sign. and uh, It's huge. It's like two feet by two feet. You could light up the whole bedroom. Uh, you and your bedroom. You get, <laughs> is there something wrong with your... Uh, I'm not going there. No, not at all. And it'll, from, <laughs> it'll compete with the TV, which is on the other side. I'm not really, going you there. my my TV. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the size of it. Okay, I'm sure you won't want to go down that road. So, from here on in, any questions pertaining to uh, your car... We are, courtesy of uh, Dan and the guys at WeatherTech.ca, will give you a chance to win a customized set of floor mats. So, yeah, to caller number 22.
2: <laughs> All right, we're going to go to George in Oakville, who's having a problem with his windshield wipers, I think. George, what can we do for you?
5: Morning, guys.
3: Morning. wife well, uh, have got a 06 Honda Accord, and when the wipers are going, they're banging at the bottom of the windshield. I just want to know if uh, you have to change the linkage or... Uh, What can be done about
2: it? So it's not that you have blades that are too long, and and that's why they're doing
3: it? No, I bought new blades from Honda uh, last week.
2: Well, it sounds like, as you say, the linkage is probably worn out, but there's usually some room to play with the actual wiper. Um, It could be that it just spun on the shaft a little bit. Does it it hit at both sides or just at the top or the bottom?
3: Just the uh, bottom only. Well, what you should do
2: is loosen off the nut on the wipers and then... uh, um, and then give it a bit of a tug, the arm should come off, and then you could just reposition it, okay, because it's just on splines there. And, it, and all you have to do is try to lift it up a little bit and then see. And you're basically you're going to find the midpoint so it doesn't hit top or bottom.
3: Oh, that's great. Terrific. All right. Thanks, all. You're very welcome.
2: Have do a good holiday.
4: Do you know what happens sometimes? I mean, Dave has these magic formulas, right? Right. He loves break hands with spam, with pam, or butter, Mm -hmm. That's the solution sometimes. I know what drives me crazy is in the wintertime, when you get the ice buildup, your windshield wiper turns into 30 pounds, and it's like boom, boom. So it's a good idea. So listen, anybody who's calling right now, you qualify to win those uh, customized floor mats from WeatherTech. So the lines are open. Okay, now we got Gabby on the line, and somehow they've impounded his car. I don't know why. Oh, this is good. And I don't know if I'm going to have an answer. but but,
7: I'm sorry.
2: No problem. Go ahead.
7: My car's been impounded because, unfortunately— one of my doctors has decided because of my age. Oh, let's take away her driver's license.
2: Right.
7: So unfortunately, these, um, they uh, they've impounded my car, and I, I don't know how much the storage would be, but I'm I, I would try to get the floor mats for my boyfriend's car, but and he's got a four by four. But I'd rather try to get the floor mats for my own car.
4: Okay, I'll tell you but what. we we'll we'll, uh, we'll get Sebastian to uh, we'll get Sebastian to take uh, your phone number. And uh, we'll qualify it to uh, to win those uh, floor mats weather tech. The impounding part, we can't really get into from a legal point of view. So, Gabby, thanks for the call, and uh, we'll see if you get a chance to win those floor mats. All right. Um, we've got another caller. We've got John and Lindsay, who's got a
2: – apparently had an issue with something we said about starting a car. What Uh-oh. is that, John?
8: Hi, good morning. Good morning. Uh, just, just before I get into that, I just heard that fellow with the 2001 Ram. Uh-huh. Um, it's a common fault in that – you're of a Dodge vehicle, or even the Neons. The uh, board, the dashboard, uh, right. it's uh, soldered poorly. Uh, they were made in Mexico, and mm-hmm. the wave soldering on them was very, very poor. Mm-hmm. I guess quality control isn't what it should be. And uh, if you need, you can get the board out. You can get somebody who knows what he's doing with a soldering iron,
2: right? And just uh, touch it can up.
8: You solder a lot of the spots. You can see them on the board and he can create, uh, fix a lot of his errors.
2: All right, well, I don't know if you can hear the music, John, but we're going to have to take a break, so you're going to have to hold that thought, and we will take your call right after the break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. we got Steve helping out, and I'm here in the number one chair, and Sebastian is doing his best, twiddling the knobs behind the board. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back.
4: It's that time of year. It is, too. Oh, here we go. Dave's Corner com with your chance to win uh, floor mats, customize some weather tech. For the next few minutes, we'll be taking some more calls and your phone numbers. We'll announce the winner shortly.
8: Exactly.
2: Back and and just, to John. Yeah, before the break, we're talking to John
4: up in Lindsay. John, what's your question for us?
8: Yeah. Well, I was, uh, I was just uh, going to disagree with you politely, if I could.
4: You go right ahead. No problem. It's okay, not the first time uh, it's happened here. I got
8: a 2009 Pontiac uh, Torrent with 3.4 liter.
4: Mm-hmm.
8: And... Um, I'm also a retired electronics engineer. Anyways, um, this thing will do what I call a stumbling start. If you just take the key and just put it quickly right over to start, uh, it will do funny things for you. Um, And sometimes it, it doesn't want to catch. I have found that like that fellow that was talking to you earlier. If I take it over and put it to on, mm-hmm. and wait until the gas gauge comes up is the one thing I watch, mm-hmm. and then put it over to start. It starts smartly without any problems.
2: And otherwise, if you if you so if you turn the key the key too quickly, it doesn't
8: start. You're saying. I think I think see I think some of these sensors are made to like twenty percent tolerance. Mm-hmm and i think there are there are cars out there with a whole bunch of sensors in them that are 20% tolerance and some of them were 10% tolerance and some <laughs> of them are maybe bang on
2: well you know what you could be absolutely right the the, the know, whole so. issue at the end of the day though i mean for us certainly as techs um and car owners is that you know if you figured out an easy way a for sure way that's going to start and you just keep doing it that way
8: well, one of the things i do for mine is uh, mm-hmm. i listen till the uh the uh, fuel pump starts pu- stops pumping right that's the timer I use rather than any other thing. I just listen for the, the pump start.
2: So how long pumping, does it actually way. run? Three, four seconds or longer than that?
8: Yeah, no, about three or four seconds until the pump
4: catches up.
2: Well, I guess at the I end of the day, as long use... as whatever you're doing working for you, that's might as well
4: keep doing it. That's, that's the way I would do it. Okay. So, John, thanks for the call, and uh, we're going to get Sebastian to take your number down, and uh, you know, perhaps you get a chance to win those floor mats from, uh, from WeatherTech. There you go. Okay, so you know, if you ever get sick, we could probably call John. Wow. uh <laughs> Here's Dave and John.
2: All it's right, a brand we got, new show. Ed in Toronto has got a question about oil changes. John, uh, Ed, what can we do for you?
1: Well, uh, this vehicle I got now, I don't know if they're using synthetic oil. I should have checked on it, I guess. But uh, I used to change my oil all the time. I think it was recommended. It was way back in the 90s vehicle, mm-hmm. Ford product. Right. And um, it was every 5,000 kilometers I thought the recommended uh, oil change in Every three months, eh? Well, that's... This one had a sticker on it uh, when I got it that said uh, six months, more or less. I got it in May, and it uh, said not to change till November, and it gave an 8,000-kilometer um, period. Is that is that... Uh, this is a V6 uh, Aerostar uh, 2011. And uh, the one thing I noticed, uh, I had a V6 in the old Aerostar of mine, mm-hmm. And this is now an escape. I've got the 2011, by the way. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a V6. Now, is this V6 in the 2011 uh, more power or something? Because the vehicle seems to be, it would be lighter than the Aerostar. But yet the gas is, I mean, it jumps like crazy. But the gas consumption doesn't seem to be as good as it was in the old... um, Aerostar.
4: And the answer is? Well, there's so many different things
2: that, you know, have to do with fuel economy. I mean, you're talking about, you know, how many horsepower they're actually trying to get out of it. Uh, they're talking about the emission side of it. We're talking about, uh, well, the physical size of it as well. And, of course, the weight of the vehicle. And so all those things, all those factors have to come
4: into uh, into contention here. And when you're looking at oils, too, I mean, you walk into any store, mm-hmm. I won't name it, but it's like buying toothpaste now. You well, to so buy many different brands. Yeah, it's confusing. So ideally... For this guy's car, what's the best one he should be looking at? Well, what
2: you should do is on the oil cap itself, or yeah. in the certainly in the owner's manual, it will say what is recommended, both the type of oil to use, the. Uh whether you should use a synthetic or whether you can use a regular organic. It'll talk about the intervals, you know, depending on your driving styles and tell you if you should do it every three months, four months, five months, six months. And, of course, if you've gone, if your car is calling for a synthetic oil, you can use extended intervals. So some people could go six months, 12 months, believe it or not. It wouldn't be my first choice, but you can go longer. Important to know what kind of oil is in there. That way you'll know how often to change it, because uh, your oil is the lifeblood of the engine, and uh, that's what keeps it running longer. So, Ed, thanks for calling in with that. And uh, if there's any question, I would just dump it and put in new stuff, and then you know exactly what you got. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. We're going to talk to Fred in Collingwood, Christine in Hamilton, and maybe Dave in Mississauga, too, right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage.
4: Oh, the weather outside is...
2: That was fabulous, Frank, by the way, and we got him a new car. A yes, new used did. car, as a matter of fact, and uh, it's a beauty.
1: And it he's is. he's going to get
2: way better mileage than his old Escape. <laughs> do you
4: want to say more <laughs> about Frederick
2: <or> Do you <laughs> no. like Frank
4: that much, or what?
2: Frank's a nice guy. Of course he is. I listen to him all the time.
4: Weathertech.ca, courtesy of these gentlemen. And ladies, we're going to be giving away customized floor mats before the show is over. So we'll be announcing that uh, exactly. very shortly. So you stay- want to get on those phones.
2: Stay tuned in. All right. We were talking to oil before the break, and now we're going to talk about synthetic oil after the break. David in Mississauga. Question.
5: Hi there. I have an older Buick, and I was uh, thinking of changing from regular oil to synthetic.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And uh, is there any advantages or disadvantages? It's uh, 2002 Buick.
2: Um, is your car consuming oil? Is it burning oil at all? Nope. Hmm. Well, I mean, it certainly gives you better protection. There's no question about it in, in terms of whether you need it or not. Uh, good question. I mean, certainly the companies that make it will tell you it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, I can tell you that, you know, I, all the mechanics that I know, I don't know that anybody goes out special and buys it. Okay, obviously, if the manufacturer of your engine or your car calls for it, you should be putting it
4: in. Do you find um, – let me ask you a question from as yeah. a consumer point of view. Mm-hmm. The consumer out of here Go ahead. is this. Uh, do you find at this time of the year and then when you get back into spring, mm-hmm. people start getting concerned about the kind of oil they're going to put in their car? Going in a winter and well, the kind of oil they're going to put in the car going into spring.
2: Well, certainly oils are adjusted seasonally. And, um, well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, for the most part, we're using multi grades all year round. Right. But, but there are people, for example, who drive up north where it gets desperately cold. Yep. And, for example, you just can't get a tow truck in there at any rate, you know, any time quick.
4: Um, so it'd be important then. That's where synthetic would shine. Speaking of up north, I have to give a shout out to a buddy of mine, uh, Dan Hope, who is uh, shoveling. Sand somewhere up in the the Great White North. Mm -hmm. And he texted me this morning. It was minus 7. Well, see, and Dan would probably... He would be a good person to use that synthetic oil. No, he'd be cursing right now. Going, well, I don't blame him. I mean, <laughs> he's going to Florida and going, I had to do this this weekend.
2: No, because the, the synthetic oil pours easier at colder temperatures, and it maintains its viscosity. Um, it works better, there's no question, but it also costs three times as much. So you got to decide yourself, do I need it, do I want it, or what? We're going to move on quickly. We're going to go on to Fred in Collingwood, who's got a question about flushing out the engine. What can we do for you, Fred?
3: Yes, good morning. i got a 2011 Dodge Journey. Mm-hmm. It's coming due for an engine flush.
2: What's the kilometers on it? Uh,
3: 80,000. Okay. Uh, the owner's manual says it has to be done every five years. Right. Do I need to replace it with the same five-year coolant?
2: Well, it depends. I mean, if you want to go back with traditional ethylene glycol antifreeze, you could, but, but keep in mind that you're not going to end up You know, you shouldn't have the extended intervals afterwards. You're probably going to want to do it every two or three years after that. So your options are either you go with the original type, uh, which will be some type of synthetic antifreeze that will last a long time, Or go back again with the ethylene glycol, but just keep in mind you're going to have to do it more often. That's all. In terms of protection, um, I don't think there's any issue as far as as compatibility. Again, there shouldn't be a problem. In fact, I think the Prestone that we were talking – we had the Prestone guy on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Cohen. That stuff looked great, and and you can use it in anything.
4: Um, So So if you want to go to their website, it's uh, Prestone.ca, and you can plug in where you live – and it'll give you an idea of what kind of uh, uh, fuelant you should be using.
2: Hmm. All right, thanks for calling in, Fred. We got to run. We're going to go up to
7: Diane now, who's got uh, living in Toronto, but having a problem with her car. What happened? Uh, well, the car's been serviced, and uh, but I'm still having a problem with it, especially when I'm at a stoplight. When it's a long stoplight, it sounds like, or it feels like, rather, that the engine is going to cut out.
2: So did you, when you took it in, did you express this to the people there? No,
7: it's happened since I've had it serviced, and I've taken it back. Oh. And they checked the hose and this and that and don't seem to be able to come up with anything. And um, I but, just don't really know what to do about It sounds like something is not... Firing properly, I think, maybe.
2: Well, in your mind, this wasn't there before, and they've created no. it?
7: Right.
4: Ooh. Ooh, that'll be a nice visit.
2: All right, so question, what kind of car is it, Quick?
7: It's a 2004 Ford Focus.
2: Okay, and they did a whole tune-up on it? What did they do?
7: Oh, I had quite a bit of work done on it. Uh, I've got a list of stuff here, but this is the only thing. It's running Is Everything's fine except that, and I'm just afraid it's going to cut out... At the light, and I've got to start it up again. I just wondered, maybe I should get them to go and recheck the spark plugs. Could it be that?
2: Well, it certainly could be. I mean, if you did have a misfire or a cracked plug like that, it would normally trigger the engine light. Like your your engine light is not on,
7: correct? No, but it has come on periodically, and that's when I've taken it back. They put the scanner on, mm-hmm. and um, they thought it might be something like that. But when they took the codes off. Seemed to be okay, but it started up again, so.
2: Did the codes, yeah, but did they not discuss with you what codes that they retrieved from the computer or what they thought the issue was?
7: Mm. Yeah, they thought it might be the sparks or it might be the fuel line. Yeah, but they like just
2: it. put new spark plugs in it, so it really shouldn't be unless yeah. – I mean, it is a possibility, of course, that they crack the plug when they put them in. Um, you will end up with a misfire code, but we, we have to run. Um, I, like I say, I would take it back and say, guys, you know what? I love you, but I paid you to do all this work, and my car is actually running worse than before. Could you please spend some time? Call me back if there's going to be any fee, but I'd appreciate it if you can get it running, at least as good as when I brought it in got to run, Diane. Thanks very much, and enjoy the holidays coming up. All right, quickly, we're going to go to... Uh,
4: we got to get out of here? Oh, yeah, Are you we can't do it. Are we done already? Look the... at Sebastian. He's the producer. Oh, my God. So, the... do we have a drum roll at all we can do, or what? You can't find one? You don't have to do Roy Rogers yet. And, <laughs> and the winner of the WeatherTech floor mats Hang is... on, the drum
2: roll's happening. He was, at,
4: he was at the TFC game, that guy who was playing the drum. <laughs> We'd like to congratulate John of uh, a fixed address in Lindsay, John, thanks for calling in. You are now the winner of a set of customized floor mats. They look from look great. WeatherTech. They look great. You gone yeah. on the website? Yes. Some beautiful products. You there. just want the dogs. <laughs> no, and I thanks don't. to everybody who uh, phoned up and uh, called in and sent us emails about uh, trying to win the the floor mats. But one winner. That's John and. Uh, Thanks to uh, Dan Mascardini from uh, WeatherTech for calling in and providing the floor mats. And I uh, thank, uh, what's his name, uh, Sebastian, behind the board, That's for doing nice. a great job. Do you as want usual. to thank the Lord, too, while you're Thank out?
2: you, Steve, for being my helper, my little apprentice today. I'm not that Dave will be tiny. back next week. <laughs> All goes well. Ladies and gentlemen, drive safe. This is Alan Gilbert from Glen Allen Motors. has got to run. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Just
3: sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy trails.